0: Welcome to the Pre PT Grind Podcast. Before we begin this episode, we would like to thank you for taking the time to invest in yourself as a pre PT on your journey to becoming a future doctor of physical therapy. This episode has been sponsored by our Acceptance Navigator series, which is a free four part pre PT video series where we teach you exactly how to take full control of your PT school acceptance journey, as well as how to find clarity and direction as a pre-PT so that you can dominate your application regardless of your GPA, GRE score, or fear of PT school rejection. Learn how to get into the driver's seat of your acceptance journey and not leave your acceptance to chance by shooting in the dark and hoping for the best as an applicant. This is the most value that we have given away, and it's free. Take control of your pre-PT journey today by going to www.acceptancenavigator.com. That's www.acceptancenavigator.com. This episode has also been sponsored by our friends at ptschoolprobe.com. Listen to this. One of the biggest fatal application mistakes that thousands of PT school applicants make each year when applying to PT school is not Applying to schools that are a perfect match for them Partnering with our friends at PT School Probe has made that a problem of the past as PT School Probe makes it Extremely easy to plug in and enter what you're looking for in your ideal schools And you will be immediately matched up with your perfect match DPT programs in the United States to get matched and locked into your perfect DPT school programs Go to www P-t-school-probe, www.ptschoolprobe.com and use the code preptgrind in lowercase letters to get a discount and let them know that we sent you there. That's preptgrind for your code. This will save you hundreds of dollars in your application by helping you avoid throwing away money at the wrong schools and saving tens of thousands of dollars lost every year that you miss out on becoming a DPT. So go to www.ptschoolprobe, that's ptschoolprobe.com, P-R-O-B-E, and use the code grind in lowercase letters to get a discount and let them know that we sent you. And that's because we got you covered and we are excited to share this next episode with you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast episode. We look forward to serving you. Have a blast. All right, how you guys doing? Hope you're having an absolutely amazing, amazing evening. I for, for those of y'all that are new to Pre-PT Grind, my name is Joseph Googie, physical therapist. I am a PT school acceptance coach, and you are tuning in to what has now become my favorite series that we do. Uh, this is episode 31 of our Pre-PT Inspire series. And before I introduce to you guys who our guest is for tonight... The reason why this series is unlike anything else that we put out there is because these are real stories. These are all students that um, have been part of our coaching program, the accepted system, um, and they have gotten into PT school. And they're all different. Like you have students that are non traditional, you have students with low GPAs, you have students that have been rejected, you know, for uh, like up to four years in a row, 15 plus schools. And so we just want to bring real situations, real stories that reflect you because. As students, I mean, let's be real. Like, as students, what do we all want? We want we all want to just know that our situation is not impossible. And the best way to know that is to see someone else that has lived it out, that has been in a very similar place to where we have been and has has been able to dominate it. And tonight's guest, Emily, is has been a non-traditional student. She recently got into PT school this year. And so tonight she's gonna share her whole story. So for those of you that are looking for inspiration, direction motivation, but also what your next steps should be. This is for you. So before we get started, Emily, how are you feeling tonight? I feel
1: great, Joseph. Thanks.
0: I love it. I love it. But let's get it started. So Emily, tell us before we get to the part of your story where we talk about the doubts and the the moments where it, it maybe felt a little bit out of reach, your acceptance letter, talk to me about what led you to physical therapy in the first place. What what drew you to PT? Um, Why did you fall in love with it? Tell us about that uh, before we transition to the other part of your story.
1: Sure. Um, so initially, as an undergrad, I um, swore off physical therapy. My degree is actually athletic training, um, and that's that's what i love i'm very passionate about that and going to undergrad you know it was funny being a kinesiology major you know the athletic training students were taking the same classes as the pt students and we were like oh my gosh those guys all they care about is getting a's in their classes and getting into schools and we just we got to get by because um you know my senior year we were spending 50 hours a week in the training room plus doing school so we were not concerned about All the stuff that the pre PT kids were, honestly, because it wasn't a setting that I ever wanted to be in. I wanted to have my own training room, whether that be, you know, at a D1 school or a high school. And that was just, that was my goal. That was my dream job. So I really was like, man, if I wanted to do physical therapy, I would have been a pre PT major. Like that would have been on my radar. So after undergrad, I got married, and my husband and I are both from smaller towns in Wyoming. And we moved back to his small town. And there's, not a lot of like athletic training jobs being flown in a town of 6,000 people. Uh, But luckily for me, there's a physical therapy clinic in town and my boss was also an athletic trainer. She must have had more insight as a student though, because she knew that she loved athletic training, but she wanted a family. So that's why she pursued physical therapy as well. And so now she owns a handful of clinics, but she was willing to take a chance on me as an athletic trainer. And we built up A really awesome athletic training program in our community. We serve three high schools and the junior highs. But ultimately, once my husband and I had kids and, you know, they're getting older and involved in stuff, that kind of pushed me towards the physical therapy career choice. And and when I figured out that there's these hybrid programs popping up and that it was going to be a doable thing, yeah, I started looking into it. And then really just being in the clinic full time, I really, I fought it for a long time. I was like, man, I just really don't want to like rehab as much as I do as much as I like all the crazy injuries and, and things that go on in the athletic training world. I really found a cool niche in rehab that I, I didn't have in college. And I have worked with some pretty amazing patients that are not somebody I would have worked with in a training room. You know, they're the, the elderly people, your disease population, that kind of group that I, I really have fallen in love with. And and I want to do more and I want to bring more to my community.
0: Ooh, I love that. I love that. I love the fact that you didn't like PT to begin with. And you you at right. least didn't feel called to physical therapy to begin with. And, right. and that's, that's cool. Like, you know, I always, not for everybody, but I feel like for the most part, students always want to be like, well, I never had, my accident or this aha moment. And, and, and part of it is you might be fighting it. Like, and and right. for, for, for a lot of non-traditional students, which we'll dive into a little bit, mm-hmm. it's either one of two things. It's either they loved PT and just chose to go a different path because they felt like they couldn't handle it or they felt like their GPA was too low or whatever. Um, right. And then they later on realized, oh, I still love it. Or they were like, yeah, I don't even, I didn't even consider that And then they go down a different path and somehow it just brings them back to physical therapy. So, so I absolutely love that. I don't know if anyone that's watching live has a situation similar to that where you initially did not want physical therapy, but I think that's really cool. So for you now, once you decided, all right, PT is it, I didn't necessarily want it, (laughs) you know, but, 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 but here I am because I've been able to, to see some of the people that I could potentially work with now that I typically wouldn't have worked with as as a trainer, right? What were your biggest obstacles now? When you decided you're a mom, you had already had your own career, right? Like Mm -hmm. what were your biggest obstacles now when you decided, hey, I need to like go for physical therapy? What were your biggest hurdles, your biggest obstacles and roadblocks? Because that's what a lot of students who might be on the same path as you, that's a lot of what they're experiencing right now. And I want them to kind of hear it. Because sure. you've already gotten into PT school, and I want them to realize, yo, like I'm—I'm I'm not the only one going through these doubts or these fears. Uh, so, what were those for you?
1: Sure, I would say initially, one of the fears was just getting over the fact that I am a non-traditional student. I feel old in—in in that sense. You know, I'm in my 30s, so it's really intimidating to go back to school. I did need some remaining prerequisite courses, and school is a lot different now than it was. 10 plus years ago when I was there 12 years ago so just figuring out I don't know how how much things have changed you know kids students are different I signed up for a chemistry class at the local community college and one of my high school athletes was in the class and I was like oh my gosh like I'm literally taking a class with one of my high school students which ended up being fine so that was kind of one hurdle I had to get over. Just maybe a little bit of, I don't know, figuring out how to go back to school. Another hurdle I had was presenting this information like to my family, specifically my husband, because I wanted to make sure that everybody was supportive of this. And I was scared, honestly. I didn't want to be like, hey, by the way, I really want to go back to school. By the way, it's going to take time and a whole bunch of money. Are you okay with that? So that was probably another another hurdle I had to get over. That's
0: big. Uh, a lot of non-traditional students feel like they're running out of time for some reason. I, I recently spoke to a student that was almost 40 and was like panicking. They're like, man, it, it, it's too late. Like, I, I know this is what I want to do, but it's too late. And I was like, no, like if this, is, if this is what you want, it's never too late. Can I tell y'all non-traditional students a little something that like, I mean, all you traditional students, y'all are still fine. Don't panic. Right. But, but, but I actually feel, and I was not a non-traditional student, but, but I actually feel like non-traditional students, like students have one particular advantage because all non-traditional students, especially the further out you are, you're referring to like 10 years out, you know, 12 years out, right? Yeah. When you start feeling too old, right? Because things look different. I actually feel like non-traditional students have an advantage because they have a level of clarity that typical traditional students don't have. And that clarity just comes from living life right? Like you've had a career path. When you chose, like Emily, when you chose to do physical therapy, it wasn't something that you were like, let me just do something different okay, with my life. Like you, you, you don't have that luxury. You're a okay. mom. You're a, like, you have a family. Like you have to make, when you decide to make a decision like that, it comes with some high level of clarity. Right. And so for you non-traditional students, I actually think that's your biggest asset your biggest asset is you knowing that the path you're choosing is exactly the path you should be taking. And that in itself should be confirmation that you should double down on everything. Because I think a lot of times we're scared, like whether we've been out of school for too long or am I too old or is it, have I missed my window? That doesn't exist. Like that's something we've been taught through how school is structured. So basically it's not too late. It's not too late. Use your decision, your later decision to choose physical therapy as as an asset. Use it as proof, as confirmation. Like Emily, like when you talked to me on the phone the first time, I was like, all right, Mm -hmm. it's a done deal. You weren't playing around. I think I might've told you this on the phone too. I was like, you're not joking around. Like you're serious, which means that you're going to do whatever you need to do to get accepted into physical therapy school. And that becomes an absolutely amazing asset. So use it to your advantage. You non-traditional students, I know we're going to keep sharing a little bit more tonight and Emily's going to share all her story, but but man, do not do not look to these young folk and, and, and say, oh, I'm too old. No, no, no. Like you're exactly where you need to be. This is your calling. Lock in as well. You have a different asset than traditional students and traditional students, y'all got stuff too, but we ain't talking about you right now. Uh, so uh, that's, that's one thing that I hope all non-traditional students that feel that way here. So for you, Emily, then now, after going through all of that, what led you to search for for non-traditional guidance, coaching, right? Because you joined our coaching program, The Accepted System. You and I had a phone call. I was actually in this room when you and I talked for the first time. What led you to say, hey, I'm going to look for some direction, some guidance from somebody that knows how to navigate through this process?
1: Sure. So I would say three things come to mind. Well, probably at least, I'll probably go off on a tangent. But first of all, when I decided I was going to pursue finishing up my prereqs, I got a list of what I needed, and I was like, oh, whatever, no big deal, like, I'll just take these classes, yada, yada, it's fine, um, so I had my application into a school, and I ended up failing a class, and I had to get a hold of that school and be like, yank that sucker out, it's not happening this year, and that... That hurt tremendously from a pride standpoint. I felt like I had let my family down because here I am spending money on a class that I failed and I'm going to have to retake it and that's going to cost more money. I feel like that set me behind a whole year essentially because I wasn't an eligible candidate and now you are spent the next 365 days figuring out if this is actually what you want to do but you've already started it and you don't want to be a quitter because I hate that. So having to pull out my application that first go-round, I, I struggled with that. Well, that happened, and I, I lost a student this year from suicide, and that was especially hard. But that whole situation made me reflect and kind of center everything that was my goals in my life, because life's too short to to not have your affairs in order and you never know when things are going to change and you know I kind of write, wrapped my mind around that situation and and I wanted to be a better I want to be a better therapist for my students I want to be a better therapist for everybody around me and to serve my community and I had in the meantime I had had another student his mom works at the community college and she had heard I was doing this and she said well do you have an advisor uh-huh like no i don't have an advisor i'm non-traditional i don't you know i don't have an advisor i just sign up for a class and take it and she said you should really like think about reaching out to an advisor of some sort to help you on on this path so it's clear and i was like oh, whatever lady like you work at a community college I just need a couple classes, but she was right. And, and really it was, it was shortly after that incident that I mentioned earlier that I came across pre PT grind and was watching some of your things and went, Holy smokes. Like these guys, this is an advisor. Like that's what these people are doing. They're they're advising students. And so I looked more into it and then I wanted that free phone call of consultation. And so, you know, Joseph and I talked And we really hashed some things out. And I remember asking him on the phone. I said, okay, what percentage of people that join the accepted system get into school? And you were like, well, it's like 99% of the people that put in the work and do all of the the things, give you, take all the tools that we give you and you apply them. And I was like, okay, well, I don't really know what kind of tools those are, but it sounded interesting enough. And I sat my husband down and I said, I found this this thing online. I don't think it's spoofy. We even talked about that Um, (laughs) because it's not, this is not a spoof. These people are not trying to sign you up for some weird extra stuff. But I sat him down and I said, this, this is what they do. This is what they say. They say you're going to get in if you put all the right tools together. So it costs X amount of dollars. And he was like, it's going to get you into it. And that to me is when I was like, okay, I've got a good support system, I can really start getting the ball, get the ball rolling, because I I didn't have anybody from an academic standpoint, or from an advising standpoint. I mean, I had the therapists at my work who have been out of school for like 20 years, and they have no clue about any of the application things these days, they're no help, they're mature leaders, but they have really no idea what it takes so, yeah, I would say a combination, everything kind of perfect stormed into get all the way on board with this, not just one foot in one foot out. Like I, I felt like I was before.
0: Wow. Wow. So then tell me like, how did, after taking that leap in after sitting down with your husband and saying, okay, like we're going to decide to do this thing. Like how then did the accepted system for you specifically help you solve those big issues that you were like, man, these are the only things really holding me back from becoming a strong applicant. So how did it like actually help you once you got in?
1: Sure. I think the timing was, was perfect. Again, we, we kicked off season, I believe six in January. And that was kind of like a reset for me after I pulled my application out and failed that class. Yeah. I just kind of took December off mentally. And then January is when it, things got going. January is also one of my busiest months with work and basketball and wrestling. And I'm working a jillion nights a week it feels like but I specifically made it clear to everyone in my household that these are the nights when we're having our meetings this is important to me I paid for this I'm going to do it and I don't want to be disturbed and the the lessons were great and they just really incorporated all of the pieces that I felt like I was missing Specifically, when we were talking on the phone, I I remember telling you, oh, my GRE score is kind of low, but and I had no idea why certain schools want you at a certain score. You know, here's the advising piece I was missing out of, and one of the first things you told me was, well, we got to get that GRE 300 or above. Like it has to be that it it can't not. And so then I knew I had a goal from then on. This is what I need to do in the GRE code. These are my weaknesses. This is what uh, Kyle Rice is saying. I'm going to take this. And I'm going to apply it to my study habits. And I'm going to change my study habits 180 degrees from what I previously had used. But it really just helped me center all of those doubts and insecurities and issues. Some of those issues I didn't even recognize or know that I had. And then, you know, once you break off into your small groups and you start addressing these things, then you're like, wow, I need to take this tool that Joseph and Casey are talking about, and this is how I'm going to apply it in my everyday life. And um, I kind of took everybody along on the ride with me. I mean, I work with lots of high school kids. And so, you know, sometimes we implement this stuff in the training room, especially the habits challenge. I just preach the habits at these kids now. I love that part. So I would say it was all useful, but really, and we've talked about this before, Mm -hmm. you're going to get out of it what you put into it and you have to take those tools and run with them. Uh, Joseph and Casey have... A plethora of resources for you, but it's it's your job to take those and implement them yourself, and and make those habits stick. They can't just be like, "Here's a new habit, try it out." (laughs) Give it a shot, you know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I I absolutely love it. I I love it. And and prior to us even talking about the next part, which is my favorite part, which is you talking about. Sorry, I jumped uh, ahead. Oh, no, 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 no. You're you're about to talk about the, the day you got accepted into PT school. I think you just, you just nailed it regarding the acceptance system. For those of you right now who are watching this, listening to this, and you feel stuck. This is why, this is why we do these interviews. Like, I don't want y'all to think that, like, oh man, I'm just struggling. Let me just, let me just somehow figure it out. Like, if you feel stuck and you want to get unstuck. Like that's why that link that you see there, acceptancenavigator.com, it's a free training series that Casey and I did that will give you the blueprint that Emily and all these other students have used to get accepted into PT school. So use that now. Like go go to acceptancenavigator.com, go watch those videos and ask yourself, how do I like how do I apply this to my situation? Because that's where a lot of us get psyched out, whether we're traditional or non-traditional, we start feeling like, oh man, like I might be too old, I might be my GPA is too low. My GRE score is too, too low. And I'm struggling to figure out how to be a strong, like irresistible applicant. Like let's use the word irresistible applicant. This is how you're going to do it. So go to acceptancenavigator.com. You'll literally learn exactly what, what Emily used to get herself to where she is now, the process, the steps that she utilized to become, you know, who she is today. But uh, the good news is she got accepted into PT school. So I want us to talk about that. Tell us about the day you finally got accepted into physical therapy school. Uh, What was that like? Tell us how you found out. Was it through email? Like, you know, what what was your family saying? Like, tell us about it.
1: Sure. Yeah. Kind of a whirlwind of emotions and all that crazy stuff. But uh, I had been waitlisted and I had been rejected from a school. And one of my biggest doubts or concerns is that really, I I am only applying to hybrid programs, because that's what works in my lifestyle. And there's like this many hybrid programs compared to, you know, overall programs. And I don't know if it's COVID or what, but all of a sudden, there's like hybrid programs popping up, which is great. I think that's awesome because I think there needs to be more. It's not really that crazy exciting. I was just sitting at work and I got a text message that said, hi, Emily, this is Dr. Tim Notaboom, the program director at South College. I'd like to give you a phone call if you have a chance today or tomorrow. And I was like, like, let's talk now. No. So I texted him back and I said, yeah, call me around this time. And really just called and said, well, you've been accepted into the program and you're starting January 4th. Does this something you want to do? And I was like, heck yeah. So I'm in the back room at work trying to like keep it together because I was so nervous. I had to wait like three hours for him to text me. And I'd only told a couple people, I was like, this guy texted me. He's a program director. It either means one of two things I'm in or better luck next time. Try again for the next cohort. So I was a little panicky, but yeah. So I got in and, or he called and we chatted a little bit. And um, then I told people at work and they were excited, of course. And yeah.
0: What happened when you told your family?
1: Oh, my husband was so excited. Yeah. He (laughs) was like, yeah, that's awesome. My kids are little, they're four and seven. So they don't really, yeah, yeah, they're, they're kind of panicked because I mean, for, for this hybrid program, you know, you have to go and do your labs. And so for it, for about a day, my four-year-old thought I was moving away and that just destroyed his life for a second, but we oh, no. we got that under control. So
0: it's like, mom's um, leaving. Yeah,
1: I'm like, oh, <laughs> um, but no, it'll be, it'll be good. They're at good ages. So, wow.
0: Wow. Yeah. And What would you say now? So after everything that's gone on this year, after the, the, like starting in January, because January you were coming off of just this low of like, man, like
1: everything. This yeah.
0: This is not going my way. So talk to, because January, that's where you were. Let's go to December of last year. Let's go a year ago. Sure. Like yeah. talk, talk to Emily from a year ago. What would you say? What would be your advice or your words of wisdom yeah. to her to get her to keep fighting? Mainly because I know that there's somebody listening right now, either live Or on replay, who is in that space, that space where whether it's classes that have not gone well, whether it's the GRE attempts or uh, has been rejected already or feels too, you know, all the different extremes that we see as students and is just like in this state of like, is this even worth shooting at anymore? So, what would you say uh, to that version of yourself to get her to believe that this moment
1: exists in the future? Sure. I guess I would tell myself like, you're worth it. You are worth this career. You're worth pursuing it. No, you know, great accomplishment comes without some sort of struggle. And right now this is your struggle. You're going to get through this and, you know, take a mental break for a second, but then you got to grind it out if you really want it.
0: That That's the only message that y'all need. <laughs> you know, I think it's I said this in the last video, and I'm actually going to do a video about this soon, but, but I honestly believe that one of the best things to do is have a conversation with the accepted version of yourselves, guys. Right now, Emily can kind of talk to the former version of herself as if she could still communicate, but you guys actually have a chance to talk to the future version of yourself. And, and what I mean by that is a very, very good exercise to do and I will do another like live stream on this later on is write a letter to yourself now from the accepted version of you just like date it date it so 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 if you're applying if you're applying next summer right date it date it December 7th 2021 and and just assume that by 2021 December 7th you'll be accepted Write a letter to yourself as to what you would be saying to you right now, with all the doubts you might be feeling. Maybe you are seeing other students, you know, uh, do well. It's final season, so maybe your finals are not going so well, and you're just like, man, my classes are just not going. I'm trying to manage so many different things and family, you know, school, work, COVID, all the different things. Like, what would the accepted version of you say to you right now? And I literally, like, I'm telling you, like, that exercise right there will shift so much of what you believe about yourself. It'll shift so much of like how much, you know, like how much you're willing to push because seeing that physical copy of this future letter uh, really, really just tells you, okay, this is some, some some person in the future, some version of me in the future telling me that it's, it's going to happen. Me getting accepted into PT school is going to happen. I just need to be willing to take the next step forward. I just need to be willing to say, hey, maybe I need some help. I just need to be willing to say, hey, maybe I just need to do this again. Maybe I just need to like this spring semester, instead of forgetting my dream of becoming a PT, maybe I just need to change how I've done things. Maybe I've been doing things on my own. Do I have an accountability system? Do I have people that believe in me? Because I mean, Emily will tell you, like, there are moments where we all doubt ourselves on this journey, right? And so having just somebody that's able to say, no, 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 you got this. Like, I, I understand what you're feeling. I understand what you're going through. And sometimes that's a classmate. Sometimes that's a friend. Sometimes that's a mentor, whoever it is. Like just ask yourself, what do I need right now? And how can I keep stepping forward so that at some point I can sit in the position that Emily is in right now and say, man, I got into PT school. Now on to the next stage of, of actually finishing physical therapy school, which is its own uh, beautiful journey in itself. But 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 that's the point we want, to, like we want you guys to get to. Right. Emily said it in her quote prior to this live stream. We used to say this a lot. Your future patients are what waiting for. you, Right. So what are you willing to do for them in order to get to that point? So I hope this was helpful. Uh, Emily, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for uh, sharing your experience. You're an absolute rock star. For those of you non-traditional students, uh, share this out to your other non-traditional pre-PTs, because this is exactly what what they need to hear. To keep going, keep pushing. It's not impossible, even in the moments where it does feel that way. Keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. Y'all have a blessed one. We'll see you guys on the next episode of the Pre PT Inspire series. Have a good one. Bye. What is up, guys? You've been listening to the Pre PT Grind Podcast, where we don't just help you get into PT school, but our mission is to make you the best physical therapist you can possibly be. And I have a quick question: Did you enjoy this episode? And if you did, I want to ask a huge See, so the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread our message of helping Pre-PTs get into physical conversation without wasting time and money is if you rate, review, and subscribe to the Pre-PT Podcast. What this basically does is tell the platforms out there that we're honest that you like our stuff, that we're doing something right, and that we're bringing value to you all. So if you can take about three seconds out of your day to rate, review, and subscribe to the Pre-PT Podcast, Tell your friends about Creepy Tea Grind. We would be forever, forever grateful to all of you. So thank you again for listening to another episode of the Creepy Tea Grind podcast. We will see you on
1: the next one.